Welcome to New Week New Music reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2022. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week we're looking at two albums released in 2022. And at the end of the year we'll rank and compare all 100 albums. And tonight we are starting with Pine Grove with 1111. And we'll conclude with the much anticipated Ants From Up There by Black Country New Road. So normally I kind of do like the introductions to start, but uh, Eric, I think I'm going to let you uh, take this one. Yeah, so Pine Grove um, was a an entry on our 2020 list, and we kind of just picked it on a whim for the memes because... Yeah, it was really early in the year, so it was hard to find stuff when we saw... Emo uh, Alt Country. Yeah. And we're like... <laughs> Well, damn, I got to hear me some emo alt country. <laughs> and they're a very strange band because they perfectly fit that description, but like in a good way. And so they, they ended up pretty high on... I believe I mean, they, they made up, your top 10. Yeah, they made everybody's, you know, reasonably high on everybody's list, but mine, my top 10. And I think what I ended up enjoying about these guys is they had that like perfect blend of sort of poetic, sort of bullshit lyricism. <laughs> mixed with like fair, a fairly intimate soundstage that just kind of worked for me. See, I'm going to, uh, the only thing I will correct you on is Pine Grove did still end up pretty low on my list. Uh, it, as definitely as one of those albums that I, I respected a lot more than I enjoyed. Um, I, I do remember that now that you say it, that yeah. it was a, like I, I was very, very intrigued by it. But I just didn't like that one. But I was like, there's definitely something here um, that can be really, really good. So, uh, uh, yeah, we saw they released another album this year and thought, well, shit, we better check it out. Yeah. And um, this one hits a lot better for me than the last one did. Um, I quite enjoyed this. I wasn't, you know, this didn't this didn't blow me away or anything, but I, I had fun with this one. Yeah, I actually yeah, me, I, go ahead, Ben. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, for me, um, I liked it, but it actually hit a little less, I think, partly because the novelty factor just wasn't there on this go around. I kind of already knew what to expect and I got what I what I wanted. Um, but what I want, you know, what I got was, you know, some good sounding, you know, gloomy, slightly depressive, but, but really beautiful Pine Grove. And I don't know, you know, it was good and all, but uh, I think last year's album was a little bit more interesting coming into it with a blank slate. I, I think I'm I'm sort of in Ben's camp in uh you know, I think I enjoyed this album about as much as I enjoyed the the twenty twenty album, but I I don't see myself ranking it as highly. Mostly because I think the the one thing that this album didn't really have were those kind of like silly bullshit moments where he's singing about his neighbor shooting a pheasant or something. <laughs> uh it's it's a little bit more serious, I think a little bit more mature in a sense. For the record, you know, we he's, do he's not talking... support the extrajudicial just for fun killing of of the poor. Uh poverty is not an excuse <laughs> um <laughs> to inflict violence. So I just want to make that clear. Thank you. Continue. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I that was a good one. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, they're talking a little bit more about like some de depressive episodes and politicians ignoring the climate apocalypse and stuff. It, it's a little bit heavier. And, and so while I think it's, I, I ended up enjoying it about the same, I think it just didn't have that quite little magical factor that the other album did for me. But that said, I, I still think this is a very solid album. Yeah, because I mean, like like you said in the the intro, we kind of picked it as a joke. 
Like we we yeah. honestly picked it because we thought it would be really bad and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely blew our expectations away. You know, when the first time around, so it was. Yeah, it was one of those things. They kind of brought a level of you know professionalism to this that we really didn't expect, and you know that <laughs> professionalism is certainly on display in this album. For me, it was almost too professional. It's like, man, they've really curated this great sound. But uh, I think for me, kind of in a similar vein to Eric, it was the, more the lack of variety on this album. I felt like the first album had a lot more going on um, in terms of variety and storytelling and with the little, uh, you know, uh, segues they had. Whereas this album just kind of continued in a very similar sonic theme throughout the whole I'm, way. And I I'm just didn't have those interesting moments for me. disagree with you to an extent. Um, cause for me, I think musically the variety of the first album was a lot less than what's on here, at least from what I like kind of remember a lot about it. Cause I, I did not get a chance to get back to the 2020 record before this, but for me, really the only memorable moments off of the original one were, you know, it, they were, they were all very you know, chill. It was very, you know, emo. Like it's cause that's, you know, ultimately what it is. But there, I think there's a lot more than just like that, that chill, quiet, you know, American football style <coughs> emo that was so present on the first one. I think there's a lot more variety than that on here, but you are definitely correct about like all the storytelling and other aspects of it. But I do think musically there's a lot more going on on this one. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, to to an extent, like, if they'd been super silly about this album, like, with the themes on it, I don't think it would have worked. You know, I, yeah, I, I don't that, think that would have looked good. I think the changes they made were very appropriate for the album they were trying to make. It it just didn't quite live up to the 2021 for me. But, I mean, again, I, I, think, I think this will go high for me again. It, it's not going to be a top 10, I don't think, but it's going to go high, I would believe. I also think... Uh, it was kind of interesting to me it just juxtaposing it to the 2020 album. I thought the intro like to the first track was was very interesting, you know, very Ooh, dynamic. I loved how the the album starts. Just like super dynamic right out of the gate, super interesting. Yeah. And then the album just ends. Yeah, that was like, weird. Like <laughs> mid-chord just cuts. And I'm not sure if like since they were talking about all this like climate apocalypse and stuff if it was supposed to be like oops, abrupt, you're out of time, done. Or if they just like didn't bother to write a closer, like I'm I'm fifty fifty on whether that was intentional artistry, which is always like if it's intentional, I need to know it's intentional. But mm -hmm. I'm kind of fifty fifty. Yeah. Um. So that that actually reminds me of a funny story. Um. So as uh you guys know this, I actually I have switched to Cobuz Q O B U Z uh, instead of Spotify. Um. I actually I did that. I don't know because they play they have high f fidelity streaming on this and i wanted that so but one thing i will say about using kobuz is it buffers a lot and sometimes like songs will just stop because like my signal gets weak because like you know i'm you know streaming a much higher or a much larger file um but that's what i thought happened at the end of the album i thought that like kobuz was just fucking up and i was just like oh god damn it and i like where was i and i go to the last song the song i was and like, no, no. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like, the, it, the same it, thing happened to me. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> it, um, yeah, the, and it, um, 
It kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense given Rep the context Frere's of the album. album from last that's... year, Bob's son, did the same exact thing. Oh, yeah, that was really just fucking bad. stopped. That was, seemed like just like nobody tried. This one was kind of weird because the whole album flowed so well and so smoothly from track to track generally that it was kind of weird for it to just end like that. I think if they yeah. had done it like like with like with the first song really comes in really crisply and if they had either done something like that or made it like really abrupt or so I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of weird to end it like that or maybe just a fade out like I don't know. The first album ended amazingly with that just instrumental of uh of just kind of Oh yeah, the drone with the yeah, arpeggio. Yeah, that was, was the drone. Yeah, that guy was crazy. That was, that was cool. one of our favorite moments collectively. We all loved that and yeah, yeah. this one obviously not quite the same finale. And that's that's almost what makes me wonder if it's supposed to be some kind of intentional statement thing because like mm -hmm. these guys have delivered so strongly on that before and you know like the intro, the album flow, everything is so good. Yeah, it's like not only have they done a much better job at closing an album in the past, like they've done such a good job at every other transition on, on this album. Like on this album, they're showcasing that same talent, but it just... It makes Not me think it, they must be trying to show you something. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that's the only, uh, cause like, yeah, otherwise I just played, it'd be a I just played it drop. just now. And like, it sounds very intentional, but at the same time, like it, yeah, but yeah, it definitely it, it sounds, sounds intentional, very but, intentional yeah. but I have no uh, idea what they're trying to do. <laughs> wasn't, which is well, not a good quite look. hit hard enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's all I could think of was, it was supposed to be like some kind of climate allegory thing. Like, jarring abrupt oh you're out of time done kind of thing that's that's all i could think of but yeah it's kind of weird but it was so peaceful and, you know, and soothing yeah <laughs> it was still a very I mean, pleasant abrupt end to the album yeah there was nothing jarring about it, it you know I, I almost feel bad because we spent you know a lot of this time comparing it to the last album and i think that doesn't maybe necessarily do this justice because I, I think it's a very well-crafted album, you know, yes. like we've hinted at, you know, the flow from track to track, the pacing throughout the album and just the overall kind of curation of a specific sound and, and vibe and just kind of ambiance almost for this album is excellent through and through. Mm -hmm. And yeah. on like a specific song level, there's a few really standout tracks on here. Um, I think Alaska and Flora uh, Flora were both just super, super fun to listen to like individual songs, like definitely uh, some alt country bangers. Yeah. And oh, that reminds me because there's, there's something on Alaska that I thought was funny and it's, uh, I can't remember the lyrics right off the top of my head right now. Let me see if I can pull them up. Um, I don't remember what it is. Damn. And just reading the lyrics, it's not coming across to me, but there's a, uh, there's like a horrendous slant rhyme in there somewhere. Yeah, like, I, I'm not I, sure. I think it, it might be how he pronounces last month in Alaska, like month in Alaska or something. Like he like rhymes <laughs> month in a with last. Something ridiculous. And, but what made me laugh is it's like it's a Cardi B level slant rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> but like somehow it didn't make me mad. <laughs> right. I always do appreciate, I actually didn't know that term. I know what you're talking about now, but I wasn't aware of the terminology for it. But yeah, it's like, always funny to hear that. I know like, I know Eminem does that a lot too. God, he does it all the time. All the time. But like, I, I appreciate it. Like there's different ways to appreciate those. Like one is just the humorous level or something's just awful. Sometimes it's like they're trying to do something and it's really, really bad. Like what's that and one? Once uh, in a Miller blue moon, song. it'll actually work out. 
Well, and, and yeah, I like think he's from Texas and what the facts is or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah. shit like that. It's like, well, and, and I think, you know, that they, they do a really good job of that, this band. And, and I, it kind of led me to pinpoint cause, cause when Cardi B does it, I hate it. And I think, I think what it is that I liked about it here is that he sings the syllables in the right accent in the right way to make it happen, but he doesn't chop up the syllables. Like, when Cardi B does a horrendous slant rhyme, she like chops the syllables and says them each individually to make them like separate words that rhyme. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy just kind of emphasizes the right parts of the right words so that it sounds like a flowing line. And then you think back and you're like, wait, uh, you rhymed the first <laughs> part of the word with that's the last cheating. part of the word. Like <laughs> that, that's not valid. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look for that next time. Cause I did not catch that. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty egregious once you hear it, but it's it's almost impressive. <laughs> like I hear it and it, I'm almost like, yeah, <laughs> butcher the English language like that. Yeah, no, this was I, I I'm quite happy with this one. I I think I'm uh, definitely going to go back to uh, Marigold. I believe it was called. Um, oh, actually, one thing, uh, one point that I uh, that you mentioned when we because we had spent a lot of the, uh, time comparing this to to Marigold. Um, uh, and and like you, I, I kind of don't really like it because I really do think this album stands on its own. Um, it is not. I mean, it's it's definitely similar. You know, it's clearly you know the same band and everything as as Miracle, but they're they they definitely stand apart from each other, um, which is really nice. Like um, like j- just seeing them, you know, at least trying to grow artistically, um, and I think more for the most part succeeding. Um, it's. Uh, that that's another thing that kind of gets a little scary for me like especially especially in the emo scene like so many of the big names in the emo scene don't do anything else like they have their one sound that's what they do and yeah. they're never going to change that so um i i am really happy to see pine grove at least trying to grow um, yeah, and i think succeeding um it may, may not have hit you guys as well but i i definitely think this is a, a step up from the last one well, and, and it's, it's, it gets back to that thing too, where you have to change stuff. And, and if you create an album that somebody loves, you can't come out and release that same album again, because it just won't work. You, you know, unless you're Metallica's first four albums, you can't do the same album three times in a row and get applause for it. So I, I, I appreciate it a lot. And I, I think, I think that's something that, that adds to a band's discography and replayability a lot where even if I'm saying, yeah, I think I liked Marigold a little bit better than I liked this album. I think on the whole, I like the discography that I've listened to from Pine Grove more mm-hmm. because they're slightly different. I would rather have this album be just a hair different and maybe not quite have the same stuff that I loved on the first album, but I'd still rather get this album again than like an attempt at a second version of Marigold that would just get kind of stale, you know? Yeah. All right, Ben, do you have any more uh, closing statements? Not really, other than um, I was a little critical of it, but overall, I love their sound. Um, I love the singer. I think he's got a really, really great thing going on vocally. They sound great together, and really, my only complaints were that it was maybe not quite as novel or interesting as the first time around. But uh, that being said, I think this one holds up in quality compared to the first one pretty well. Yeah, um, definitely still recommend uh, checking it out. Yep. Yeah. That's another two for two on, on Pine Grove. Yeah. Which brings us to 
an album I know we've all been waiting for. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah! So much anticipation. Oh, the hype, man. The hype. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this album had crazy hype. I I was really fucking stoked for this for a band that came out of fucking nowhere too. Like oh, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. yeah. These guys were the, pretty obscure. Twenty twenty, they didn't exist, and twenty twenty two, they have a humongously hyped release. Like they actually did release some some music as singles, including one of the tracks that actually was on this. Uh, Basketball shoes is actually pre for the first time. Oh, interesting. Um, Oh, I actually and didn't do the singles. I didn't know they chose the last. So that's the final track that they released as a single. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's they they wrote that back in like 2018, actually. Oh, okay. Hmm. So they so they did exist prior to for the first time, but they were very very underground, and they just fucking exploded uh, with that. And, and you know, def you know, I think by a by a mile took home our. Uh, aggregate yeah our cumulative list was last yeah not even close yeah oh absolutely and i mean and like that uh for the first time got you know tons of praise ever like uh all over the place um you know multiple um like multiple magazines and critics you know lauding it and rating it as one of the best albums of last year as well and yeah uh so yeah needless to say we were hyped for this extremely um and it does, unfortunately, kind of come with a bit of sorrow as Isaac Wood, the lead singer and guitarist of the band, uh, announced he was leaving the band like two days before the album came out, um, which definitely was a big shock for everyone. They, they canceled all their tour, uh, upcoming tour dates, uh, but the album still came out just the same. Um... So ultimately, what um, are your guys' feelings with this new album? So I think this album, it it has a lot in common sonically with with for the first time as far as you know the bass, the, the songwriting, the style and stuff. But it's also you know a much more mature album. I think. Yes. Unfortunately, I think that's slightly to the detriment of my personal taste, but. Yeah, I think this is a pretty uh pretty well put together piece of art. Uh Ben, what you think? Yeah, um I to me this was very different than the first album for many different reasons. I think uh it you can see it as a logical extension of what happened uh on for the first time, but uh, I mean this is a totally different animal. Uh so it, it was quite the experience, you know, listening to this one based on what mm. we had with a band already i think overall i think they knocked it out of the park i don't know which album i prefer because they're so different and i'm gonna need a lot of time to sit down with this one but uh yeah overall uh does it live up to the hype i don't know maybe but so the hype me, was so high that oh, it's yeah, yeah yeah so for me personally um i the very first time i listened to this uh i i enjoyed it i definitely enjoyed it on my first listen but there was a part of me that's like something's missing here uh, but I had no idea what it was. Um, and so I kept listening to it and I just absolutely started to fall in love with this, with this whole album. Um, just every single time I heard it, I liked it even more and more. Um, but I still had that feeling that something's missing. And I think ultimately what it is for me is with the news that Isaac is leaving the band, I'm just thinking like, they can't end like this. 
this can't be mm. the end of Isaac Wood with Black Country New Road because this is not only, in my opinion, the best album we've reviewed on this show so far. This is the first genuine masterpiece uh, I have heard since To Pimp a Butterfly is probably the last one oh, I consider like a genuine masterpiece. Oh, I had a feeling you I were think, really going to like this. Yeah. I didn't know you yeah, were going to like it that much. Yeah. This, this, this is, felt like it would be up your alley. Yeah. yeah I'm not surprised. Th- this that you is feel far and away the best album we've reviewed on this show. It's, it's really, I, I really don't even think it's close. So I'm, I don't feel quite that way about it. And, and so let me, you know, in, in case it wasn't clear in the little blurb when I, I first kind of said what I thought about it, I definitely respect the hell out of this album. This is like, you know, this is like watching for the first time grow up into a, you know, a complete adult album. I mean, yeah. I just, I mad will, respect I for the artistry add, here. Uh, a little asterisk to that. I'm not sure if you guys know, but Basketball Shoes has a bit about him shooting ropes to Charlie XCX. So let's not get <laughs> too <laughs> ahead of ourselves when saying it's all grown up. Like, but I, but by and large, I do agree with what you're saying. But the here, but there were several Star Wars references as well. There's I'm just a lot of Billy Eilish references. Technically, I'm an adult and I've done worse than that. So. <laughs> But I, I think the thing that for me I didn't grab me quite as much is this just is lacking some of that like manic energy that was on the first one. Well, I mean, there's there's moments like you know the the drumming in the back half of Snow Globes and dude, that is I think like the coolest like musical effect I've heard in fucking ages. Just the batshit ass drums going. Just back the there. whole like like building up into this just maelstrom of percussion and noise and. Like, and just the the repeated lyrics of, of God of Weather, let me know, snow, glo- snow globes don't shake on their own. Like, oh, that was so yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> so I, I, I think for me, what, what where this ends up putting the album is, um, it's, it's in a weird spot where it doesn't immediately capture my attention as much as, as the last album for the first time did, but... I have a sneaking suspicion that this one will age better. And and so I'm I'm kind of reserving judgment in a sense because you know I've listened to it a couple times since it dropped, but Dude, so I'm going to be totally honest, it's been really hard for me to listen to the other music for these last couple weeks cuz mm-hmm. like I'd be yeah, like listening to Pine Grove be like why am I listening I could be listening to fucking Black Country New Road, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I probably no, listened to it like 15 times. You. I've listened yeah. to, yeah, like listen to the King Crimson be like, man, fuck this shit. Black Country New Road. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think I think I it's gonna be interesting. I think this one has all the the makings of a riser for me in that I mean a riser, it's not like not like it could go very far right now, guys. Jeez, but uh <laughs> but uh yeah, Is it I in think your top five currently. Out of eight. <laughs> they make the top half. Um uh, duh but if this is on either of your guys's bottom half you're kicked out of the show like, <laughs> no, for sure. i can accept you like for the first time better you put this in the bottom 50 i'm throwing hands i think that yeah, would just be an objectively yeah, bad firing. take like that's just wrong that's but just yeah, wrong so, some things are just not correct so i i think since this is missing some of the fun some of the manic energy off the first one i i think it's it's one that i'm going to have to dwell with a little longer but i i think 
overall, this that w- for the first time has the the kind of the vibe of an album that's gonna be like like an early 2020s album, whereas this one has the vibe of if it holds up. And I mean, it's been out a week. You know, let's, let's keep our expectations realistic. But if it holds up the way I feel like it will. I could see this one having that kind of timeless vibe kind of quality, you know, like it, it reminds me a little bit of like, like Spiderland maybe. And, and, and some of those kind of albums. See, that's one thing I was going to say, like, man, it's another fucking slint ripoff. They come out with one really raw album that shows a ton of potential. They come out with a timeless masterpiece and then fuck off for eternity. <laughs> They're taking this like, tribute act I think just way too far. Man, it was always one far, big meta. Man. One big meta act. Here. It's too far, man. I can't take it. Isaac it's not Wood fair. sat down and said, Guys, I've realized I have the opportunity to do something legendary. And for the memes, this band is over. Dude, like, okay, so also for the record, I bought the album, but I mean I I bought the album before like yeah. before it came out. I pre-ordered it. Pre-ordered. And like there's just like so all the the art in there. It's all, I don't know if you guys can see, but it's all like negative pictures, like negative light oh, pictures, okay, yep. and they're just like the wildest shit, like or just the, like the stupidest shit, like more and, Spiderland vibes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think this guy is doing it for the memes. Like, uh, but one point, thing I will be. say that we did. I don't want to say trash, but we definitely kind of called him out on the on their first album being a little bit of a, a slint copy i don't want to just you know brush hand wave because i fucking loved the album but it's undeniable to listen to that album and not think of spiderland yeah um, although i i did think that it was much more like the influence was clear but i was firmly in the position that there was nothing rip off about it it was definitely oh, like, no i won i 100 agree but, yeah, but yeah. it is it yeah, is undeniable certainly. to say that it was a very heavy influence yes right. um it towed the line I, in a way. Um, while once again, uh, and once again uh, on uh, Answer Up, Answer Up there, I, I do really think their uh, influences are very much on the sleeves, but they are different. Like I'm getting a lot of Godspeed on here, I'm getting some like uh, like Sergeant Pepper's era Beatles uh, on here as yeah. well. Um, like so, they they definitely still wear their influences on their sleeves but it's it's much more diverse on this album yeah i actually struggled on this one to, to come up with influences uh it seemed like i don't know maybe like arcade fire i might have gotten a little arcade yeah definitely fire, arcade fire that was the only one that really came to mind for me um definitely they seem to have abandoned the slinty sound save for the you know um some of the guitar work obviously is still similar but i mean once the other instruments come in it to me it kind of departed totally from the slint verse well and i think too part of part of what makes me think this one is going to age incredibly well and you know maybe i'll eat my eat my words in 10 years but i feel like this is going to age super well because when i'm thinking about influences and and sounds that this reminds me of what i'm listening to that i don't get like specific sounds that it's like oh yeah this is a natural evolution of being inspired by these guys it just sounds like timeless rock music to me like you know you, you mentioned you know like like spiderland like sergeant peppers like it doesn't sound like any of those but it sounds like the kind of stuff that'll be on a playlist with those and not be out of place mm-hmm. like it, it just has that vibe about it where it's like yeah this is like that kind of stuff and then 
I, I think, you know, individual songwriting is just really good and strong as well. You know, it's, it's maybe not as funny as, as some of the stuff on for the first time, but man, they use those songwriting chops to make slightly more serious music and it's really, really good. Yeah. I, I did kind of want to go, maybe not necessarily song by song, uh, on it, but I did just like talking through the album itself. Um, at the very beginning, uh, I will say one of my actual complaints on the albums, I really don't think the intro is needed. Um, it, it's, and it, you know, it's 54 seconds and still a really fun intro. Um, so like, you know, it's not really saying, you know, it doesn't really take anything away, but I, I think like if they just like came in just with the bang at the beginning of chaos space Marine, mm-hmm. like, I think that would have been a really great intro too. So I don't really know why the intro, I don't really know why yeah. it's there. I don't, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how I feel about that one, but it certainly feels like the album, I have mixed feelings about that because I feel like the album in general starts off like a little slow, not slow necessarily, but from the first maybe few minutes of the album, you really don't know what direction it's going at all. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that about it because to me, this album just gets progressively better and better and better as it goes on. And by the time you're at the finale, it's, it's all this big culmination that started from almost nothing. So I kind of like that about it, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly the intro, you know, you can kind of take it or leave it here. I think mm-hmm. I, I do totally agree that the album just completely gets better as it goes on. Cause like, I remember when I first started listening to it, I listened and with chaos space brain, I was like, fuck, this might be the best song we've heard on the show. And now after I've gone through it, it might be like my fifth favorite song. On the yeah, album. I was going to say, I think chaos like, space Marine is my least favorite song on the album. Um, it's, it's definitely not my least favorite. Um, I think Concord is my least favorite. Dude, you shut your whore mouth. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's my least favorite. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> I don't agree, but I'm not mad about that take either. I, like I said, I think it really does get better. Like all, maybe not every song gets better than the previous, but in general, the album definitely like picks up. The last up. four songs are so yeah. goddamn good that. Oh, that yeah. is absolutely true. Like the, um, the, uh, uh, the place where he inserted the blade, snow gloves, oh, and God, basketball so shoes good. are all just yeah. and Haldern. I would include Haldern in that too. Haldern's really good. I love, love Goodwill Hunting too. Um, as yeah, Goodwill Hunting. You good. guys I, I may think... have guessed from my previous comment. I fucking love Concord too. Like, yeah, I think I, from Haldern and on is where it, it becomes kind of an oh shit moment uh, for the album. It's yeah, I, yeah. I, I think the you know the, the is in, really incredible. The intro. How do you guys like, feel about Mark's theme? I like it. It's a two minute like sax solo. Nothing wrong with it, it, but but it doesn't stand out for me. It's not the most creative sax playing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. It It does serve as like a perfect like palate cleanser before getting thrown into the washing machine of emotions and sound. That is the final three tracks of this album. I support it's uh, I support its place in the album. And yeah, I mean, it may not be the best like transition track I've ever heard, but I definitely think it's overall a good choice. But it, yeah, no, when I first heard it, I was, I thought it was really questionable because I, because of, um, the place where he inserted the blade also starts off very, um, mellow and melodic, very similar to how Mark's theme did. Um, so the first time I didn't really care for it. Um, but as I've listened to it more and more, I've actually really grown to appreciate it on the album. Yeah, I, I think I went through stages where I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's some sax. And I'm like, honestly, it sounds a little bit like 
high school band tryout a 2d like eh. yeah, yeah it kind of does yeah. in a way that's well, a honestly, great like, description of it this also whole very fitting like for a, uh for black country new road yeah it really is and that's the thing about it is like it it works though i mean a lot of this album has a very like i don't know like high school uh christmas like auditorium performance type feel to it i don't know it, it, it like it has a very like big room like i mean it's type it's, feeling really it's like exactly what black it. country new road is and that's you yeah. know the weird band kids that got successful Dude, that grew up and became really good <laughs> like it's the weird really band kids is. with their really weird band but it got really successful yeah i, I think that's friends that's kind of where i ended too many up members is... and they wouldn't kick any of them out because they were all too good of friends and they couldn't condense yeah. the the ensemble that's really what this is yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I thought yeah I got that kind of like high school tryout etude vibe, and then but like the more I listen to it, it's like yes, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that is so accurate and so amazing. I uh, yeah, I think uh, I'd I'd be I would not be surprised if the place where he inserted the blade is my top song of the year. That song's so good already. That song yeah, is that so good, and I think album. it's my third favorite song on the album. Oh, okay, yeah, I do want to go. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're totally you right. your favorite I agree is. with it completely. What was that? What was your favorite song? Oh, Snow Globes. Snow Globes is another yeah. real strong contender. Um, I don't know other. I mean, that honestly might be my favorite song of all time at this point. Like, no other song has just completely floored me like Snow Globes did the when I first heard it, and like when it like the whole like visionary aspect of that song of just like the snow globe you know building up into this giant you know blizzard of noise like just like seeing just how successfully that all played out like and like i yeah. think it's just like such a, a a bold artistic choice to do a song like that i know that's a really fucking corny phrase but like it i don't bold. really no, know what else to call very it bold. I think like, this this whole album is kind of, especially toward the end, it's dancing on the razor's edge of being too much, and it and it just narrowly avoids going over that line. You know, yeah. it's, it's risky. Like this, there's some pretty, uh, there's some heavy stuff here that I think w could have not been pulled off well, and I think they towed the line really well here. I, I think that's another big difference between this and, and for the first time. That I think, again, whether or not it's it's fully to my taste, it it speaks to the art artistry here is that, you know, at any point, if for the first time jumped the shark a little bit, it could fall back on its humor. You exactly. know, like the, the leave Kanye out of it moment. Like, is that a little dumb? <laughs> yeah, but it falls back on being funny and fun and whatever. There is no safety net on this album. You know, the, yeah, the slow no. plotting, dramatic, you know, emotional music. Like at any point, if they, if they pulled a stupid moment like that, there is nothing to fall back on. And I think they avoided it. You know, I, I think listening all the way through, you know, there's some points where like, like you talk about Billie Eilish a lot and all this stuff. And you're kind of like, it's like Ben said, it is right on Brandon the razor's edge. Get away from it. What if it's because Billie Eilish is going to become the new singer of black country? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a twist. <laughs> the shocking twist nobody saw coming no it's taylor swift will take over the band then they can really leave kanye out of this <laughs> oh, that's where the drama with billy is coming from they're both trying out for the singing position and oh so they're trying to start shit oh i like it conspiracy my, theories man like my, my conspiracy theory with no basis for 2022 <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah, and so we we've definitely referenced it, um, but uh, basketball shoes, the closer of this track, uh, also the longest song on the album by a substantial amount, is twelve and a half minutes, and this might be the fastest twelve and a half minute song ever written. Yeah, yeah. that song is great. I, like, I I love too the the final three tracks: seven minutes, nine minutes, twelve minutes. Like 12 they're minutes, just yeah, the, yeah. Going the last three in. tracks are half the album. They just fucking go in like after Mark's theme. It's just like, I, I hope you buckled your fucking seatbelt. Like, and, it, and like, that's really impressive because like I, the, the, the first half of the album is still really good quality. And then they just yeah. kick it into fucking overdrive for the, the final tr- few tracks. Yeah. Like, like we've said, the buildup on this album is insane. It is very much a yeah. zero to 100 album. I mean, they, and it like goes yeah. zero to one hundred, then zero to one hundred. Like it, it's going yeah, back yeah. and forth. It goes from like time. zero to twenty through the first half, and then like twenty to one hundred. Like it's yeah, it's quite the the ramp up of of intensity and just emotion. And it's a very very emotional album. It's there's some moments on this. It's like he yeah. sounds like he's on the verge of just losing it. It's really well. I mean, God, the vocals are so good. I mean. Uh, it's cool because the first album it's like yeah i like his vocal actually it was a little bit of an acquired taste for me the first time i remember looking back on that at first i wasn't quite sure if i liked his vocals or what he was doing exactly and then it really grew on me and then this album it's like not only can he do like the weird slight vibrato like really um kind of gloomy angsty sound but he can like he can sing he can hit all these notes with a huge variety of inflections and and tones and everything i mean the just his vocal ability i think is really showcased on this album in a way it wasn't as much on the first album i mean vocally this is monumentally impressive to me yeah i wish i wish the vocals were a hair more forward in the mix i i do find with with how dense the album is the vocals are a little bit too quiet um but that's a very minor complaint. Mm-hmm. No, I I do agree. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. But actually. I think part I I do think there there's a chance that like his vocal style could get very overwhelming if it was brought too far forward. Yeah, it's, yeah, because that's um, the it's a difference. Delicate thing. Like, yeah, in the first album, like Sunglasses is a great example of his vocals being very forward and then just really minimalistic instrumentals, and it works there because he's not doing like the the borderline screamy stuff that he's doing here. Like on this one, he's doing like the more rough, you know, uh, edge to the vocals where it's like he's still hitting the notes, but he's like he's like almost crying the notes, you know. And I think if you did a similar production style with this particular vocal delivery as the first album, it, yeah, it could be overbearing. The, like the I said, it, it treads the line. Rem- yeah. In very many different aspects. And that's one of them. Yeah. The, the vocal del- delivery reminded me a lot of in the aeroplane over the sea. Um, mm-hmm. if, except without um, the annoying accent. <laughs> Yeah, it was significantly <laughs> less annoying. At least in my no, actually, I, I like the, not, I not like everyone the, hates the aeroplane over the sea. I know it, it irks you, and I, I can definitely I see can't why. Stand it, it. But I can see why um, people don't like it for sure. Uh, but it is a very similar, very, very whiny is not quite the right word, but it's very much not it's the close. wrong word either. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, but hmm. um, but yeah, like it's. I think it could be over- overwhelming um that that style if it was really forward 
Um, so I don't hate it, but there are times where I wish it, it the, the vocals were a little bit more forward. Um, but that being said, kind of going off of that and going into snow globe more, uh, like when the, like the drums really pick up and it does become that huge maelstrom. I love that. They like almost completely bury the vocals. Cause I, I think yeah, that, yeah. that just made like a really cool effect of like, it really seems like he's singing in just like a huge storm. Like, yeah, the the, um, the, the, I, I the, the sonic metaphors on the song are amazing. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. very well done there. That's just yeah. like oh, so good. One thing that surprised me is like like uh, Fantano's pretty much his one complaint on the album was the vocals getting buried on snow globes, and I'm like, how do you not? That's like, the point. Yeah, like that's the entire Duh. point of that. <laughs> that was like the it's one pretty... time when. It wasn't a problem that the vocals were too quiet. Like, they should be there. Like, yeah, it was so clearly, like, a really big, you know, artistic choice. Like, did he not get that? Because, like, it seems like a pretty The first time I heard it, like, if anything, I would complain that was, like, a little too in your face of a metaphor. Right. Like, (laughs) right. um, But um, that, uh, I will say, there is a lot of moments like that. But it, it, I mean, Black Country New Road's always been very melodramatic. That's kind of their thing. So like, you know, metaphors and, you know, in lines like that are supposed to be very in your face. Right. Yeah, they don't that's, do a lot of subtlety, this band. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole concept of melodrama, really. Oh, yeah, man. This was a really, really good one. I overall this man, this year is delivering so fucking hard. Like I said I, earlier, I've got a good feeling about 2022, and so far I have literally bought delivering. the vinyl for 25 percent of the albums we've listened to so far. Can they keep it up? Um, oh shit, we haven't picked the albums we're doing next week. Fuck. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so yeah, come back next week for a total surprise. Will I edit them in after the fact? Will I not? Will we maintain our professionalism? Who knows? When did we ever have professionalism? Find out next week on New Week New Music. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like, um, as, as I said before, I think, uh, Ants from Up Here is, uh, the best album we've reviewed on the show. I think it, it's the first genuine masterpiece we've heard on the show. Um, it's the best album, in my opinion, since To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, this is, uh, yeah, th- this is going to be like a landmark album for me. Yeah. I'm I mean, really I'm, glad that you enjoyed I'm it definitely that much. not that high on it, but I'm glad you did. And, and I'm... I'm definitely going to be rating this very highly. It'll be, it's going to depend a little bit how it ages, I think. But yeah, I'm I'm expecting this to end high. Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I'm in, in between uh, you guys. I don't think it's a masterpiece like you do, Brandon. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think it's really, really good. I think it's a, without a doubt an album of the year contender, even as early as we are. I think it's an easy lock for top ten and probably an easy lock for top five, unless we have some obscenely good year. And yeah, as you guys alluded to earlier, um, like I listened to this a bunch of times, not necessarily because, I mean, I was drawn in, but main reason I listened to it a bunch of times because I felt I had to, that was the experience I had with their previous album where I think this band, you have to listen to a lot because they tend to age better with time. And every time mm-hmm. I listened to this album, I liked it a little more generally. So I think that's definitely their thing is you got to give it a lot of attention and it'll probably grow on you. So I'm really curious to see where this ends up at the end of the year. Well, uh thank you all very much for listening um definitely go check both of these albums out um all fantastic yep. Yep. um and like, listen like to this said, one everyone yeah, yeah absolutely have to listen. listen this is a must listen album. yeah this this is a cannot miss album yeah 
this um, this might be a contender for one of the better weeks we've had. I think. Yeah. No, I I agree there. This was this was this was a great week. Um. Oh, yeah, one so, more thing. Oh, one. Uh, yeah. Sorry. One more musical no, thing. I think uh, I have to mention was uh, the way the album ends. Um, I guess if you haven't listened to it, it's a bit of a spoiler. Nothing crazy, but um, man. With that little last like ten seconds of, of basketball shoes, where it's just that big crescendo and then it, like screaming saxophone, I mean that was yeah, that yeah, was so good. Oh it's so good, dude. It's so good. This album the saxophone so good. sounds like it's just like I don't know. The saxophone sounds human. Like it's it's a very like just horrifying. The saxophone has had an erection lasting more scream. than four hours and needs to contact its doctor. <laughs> That is a very correct statement. That's exactly what I would describe it as. It's on that, 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 that was fuck, man. Oh, Dude, this, don't, this fucking album, man. Don't trivialize such an emotional moment. It's, you're sick. All right. Uh, well, yeah, hopefully we God, pick this, some this more good albums. This is gonna be a tough week. fucking album to beat this year for me, man. Um, yeah, thank you all very much for listening. Like I said, come back next week for a surprise. We'll. We'll, we'll make it good. Don't worry. You'll know because it'll be in the title. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not something you should just wantonly guarantee. I, you know, we, we're, we're off to a good start. I'm we currently confident. have corn and two chains on our babies list. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot about corn. <laughs> what could we possibly... I don't think corn's actually come out yet. I think it's going to come out. So. Um, Are they going to do dubstep again? God, I hope so. Dubstep revival of 2022. The decade revival. Alright, I'm actually ending it now because we're losing our mind. Yep. Alright. Thank you all very much for listening and have a good night.